my name is Chuck Chakuri and I'm a blockchain entrepreneur and I have been working with blockchain for the past four years. I host this with my friend Brian Engel, who is also an enormous blockchain enthusiast like me. Brian, hope you uh, had a good weekend and everything. I did, Chuck. I did. Yeah, I'm just a I'm just a blockchain enthusiast. Uh, no technical ability. That's all in your space. I just uh, I just love this stuff. So yeah, yeah so, looking forward to a new episode. And, and today, blog, Brian, I wanted to talk about uh, private and public blockchains. You know, and I want to go over the pros and cons of uh, you know various blockchains. Uh, cool. Just to get started, I'm going to give you some. Uh, my understanding of what a private or a block blockchain is, and then we get started and then you can comment on, you know, for me, a private blockchain is a restricted uh, set of uh, nodes to participants and it is more suited for organizations and a public blockchain is where anybody can connect and do business, right? Uh, and a hybrid is something that is has some features of both public and private blockchains. So let's talk about what you think of the basic differences are between some of the differences. Yeah, no, just, uh, you know, again, from a novice's perspective here, um, really, uh, you know, the hey, public blockchain started back, you know, with Bitcoin. You know, so if you're thinking crypto, stuff of that sort, uh, very trusted, reliable, because it's so decentralized, um, very secure, um, and, and nobody owns it, which is, you know, which is fantastic. That's, that's why I really love this stuff. Um, but it's, you know, it's slower. The transaction speed is slower. It uses a ton of energy um, and scalability isn't there um, to, to really scale up and down as you, as, as maybe a company needs to. Uh, whereas like a private, again, if scalability is an issue, um, you can really scale um, as a, in a private blockchain. Uh, transactions are much quicker um, but on the other side, it's, uh, I, I kind of see it as, as potentially less, less secure. Um, it's not centralized. There's somebody actually holding the, uh, holding the keys that's responsible for it. Um, so, you know, trust might be a, trust might be an issue there. Um, that's, that's kind of the, basically a very high level of what I see, what I, what I understand it to be. Am I, am I right on Chuck or am no, I, right? I think, I think you're, you're, you're right on because what I'm thinking is when I think of scale, right. Specifically, uh, I think slightly differently because if you scale the number of nodes, right, a public blockchain can scale into a large number of nodes, right? But at the same time, the number of transactions to scale would be very small because if the more number of nodes you have, it's harder to do a, many transactions in a given amount of time, right? But a private no private network is it's hard to scale by the number of nodes, but you can scale by transactions. You can exactly. have a lot more transactions. Correct. You know what yep. I mean? So yeah, the exactly. scale, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. The, so when I think of scale, I think I separate it out twice, two ways. You know what I mean? In terms of scaling the network and scaling the transactions. That makes perfect sense. Yes. I, I, uh, right. I and then the other thing I also think. Uh, uh, as a difference, I think you covered quite a few differences, but when we say centralized and decentralized, right? And our audience being uh, IT decision makers, do you think in an organization, 
sir which type of automation would require like a decentralized or a more uh blockchain versus when you think is a centralized you know right i mean that's that's definitely something that you know hey i a company needs to look at um depends what kind of data they they want to you know secure how how much how much control they want over it right yeah uh, the, the one of the things you know we talked about this briefly before the podcast is right now people who want to implement blockchain apps right a lot of the people i'm talking to they really don't know what use cases to go after no that right? makes sense because it's all all this is you know relatively you know quote relatively new and uh yeah i'm i'm sure hey as any prudent person holding a lot of money in purse board strings wants to uh you know hey it used to be said right if you hire IBM you'll never be fired um well it's kind of the same you know, this is very very new this is a new quote company um new avenue and uh, you got to you got to make sure you know what you're getting into and what you're doing so it, it makes a lot of sense yeah so so the lot of people like you know who want to do this are struggling in my mind on what is the right use case and i believe the use case is what defines what is the right choice for a public or a private blockchain you know does that doesn't make resonate with you that makes perfect sense yes they're they're always uh they're always taking a look and and want to see what's going on out there and what companies are doing and and what makes the most sense with their data right and where they can use it you know where they can use it where is where it makes sense to where it makes sense to use it within their company you know i've seen some use cases around uh, financial transactions and regulatory transactions right particularly when you have uh, a highly regulated uh, area like a finance right even internal controls right right uh, would it make sense to have a private blockchain or a public blockchain you know particularly when we talking about making sure we are regulated like you know we are following regulations yeah well you want to you want to be more in control of that of course you know uh, don't you think uh, i i'm i'm i have a feeling that using let's say i'm a company that using all my financial data or my accounts you know my purchases and all of those things and if i track that in a blockchain app right would i be able to audit that more easily uh for sure i mean that's you know hey nothing could be changed right that, that is something i'm thinking would be a big difference because if you are supposed to regulate something right and you want to comply to certain standards right a private blockchain can kind of makes more sense doesn't it um i mean again it depends what you're you're looking to do i think um i i think it's a case by case basis and it depends as an organization what your you know hey what your goal is what that's what you have to look to look at as a decision maker and and a head person is really understanding hey what is my goal and what am I what are we looking to do as an organization and and why do we want to make a change or why do we need to make a change right <laughs> no actually when i the reason i brought that up is recently i was reading an article on uh, sbf sbf and how uh, ftx was managed in a quick books and there was no accounting and everything was one thing 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's a problem. That's a problem. When, it, when they're done on napkins, you know, back of napkins, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> right? If, yes. if, if, if I was thinking like, hey, these people are blockchain experts. If only they put everything, all their accounting or all their stuff on blockchain. Right? Well, they, they would be have had this. Right? Then, then, you'd, then, you'd be, then they would be accountable. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't take money, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. they, so I think that would that I felt like would be a good use case for any company to manage their, you know, internal financial transactions, right, on a blockchain. Then the current, I don't know when we'll see an app that really comes through for people. Another, let's move on to another uh, topic of control. Yeah. Right? Uh you know, public blockchains, if you are using an app on a public blockchain, you have less control, right? But you have a private blockchain, you have more control over, when I say control, what I mean by is who can join, who cannot join, right? Uh, controlling my throughput, uh, if I want to scale up my transactions or scale down my transactions, if I control the cost of a transaction, those type of controls would be better suited in a private blockchain than on a public blockchain, right? Yeah, you can regulate who who enters data and and how it, how data is entered, and um, you know, hey, who, who, whoever sees that. And the, you know, the great thing about the private uh, a private blockchain is is uh, you know there is that level of control on that. But that is also, in my opinion, a downside as well. Is you have people that are in control. There's somebody in control of it. <laughs> But but don't you think like let's say I have an internal uh, accounting system, right? Right now we have SAP and these big things are doing the accounting, which just goes in a central database, which is only the CFO can see. But don't you want that control with the CFO for most of who can see data, but at the same time being able to trust the transactions and being able to have better audit capability? Yeah, it's it's you know better accountability, I think. Um, but you can make permissions where only the CFO looks at that data, right? Or he only has that data. Um, other people can enter across the board, but he can only see the data. That's that's the thing about private. You can set it up however you want. You can have it however however you like, however your company needs it. No, but if it's a public blockchain, I and don't control who sees it. Who says it? Yeah, everybody but, can see it. Yeah, so some of them I may not want other people to see it, right? Only within the organization. Yep, exactly. Uh, and so then you, it goes back to what your goals are as a, as a company, right? And what, what your goals are, um, and, and moving forward. And so, yes. And that's why I picked this particular use case of an internal financial system. You know what I mean? Trying to compare for that particular system. I feel like a private blockchain makes more sense. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. Right. And what else, uh, you know, how much, what about trust? One of the things that is touted big, uh, big time is about uh, public blockchains having are more trustworthy and private blockchains are less trustworthy. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think, um, you know, when it's, when it's all anonymous, basically in a public, it's, you know, it's anonymous. There's a, there's people that, 
build a transaction. I mean, you don't know, who, you know, there's a transaction there and you know, something's there, but you don't know who it's from and who's it's, it's a trusted source. Um, when you have a private, you know who that person is. And, you know, unfortunately people could be manipulated and, and want to manipulate things. Now, once, you know, something's on the blockchain, it cannot be manipulated, but that's where it comes before, right? Is you manipulate it before you put it on the blockchain. So that's the, that's the only that's the only questions I've had between the two. And I'm sure I'm, again, being a novice, just looking from the outside in, I'm sure there's, you know, on the technical side and whatnot, there's, there's reasons why. And, and uh, that's, I'm, I'm open to be enlightened, Chuck. <laughs> so, no, so, so, no, because like we were talking earlier, a lot of the choice between a public blockchain and a private blockchain really depends on the type of use case, right? And the one use case that we were just talking about was the, financial accounting system for more transparency. On the other side, uh, another popular use case is uh, the supply chain use case. Right. Right. And that I think is more, I, I don't know, I'm still uh, open about if it's a public blockchain is good or a private blockchain is good. Because there are a lot of, I don't know, how, I'm thinking, if I if you were to ask me, I would say I don't know. I'm thinking more like a public <laughs> like blockchain. That. I like you that know? because if I have a lot of suppliers, right, that are across my organization, needs to access what I'm buying or what I'm not selling or what I need, just like I would give access to Amazon through my fridge, what's in my fridge? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that they can fulfill an order. Yeah. Before I need it, you know? Yeah, that's where I think that, uh, you know, quote, hybrid or it's, you know, the consortium approach, um, which is, you know, a kind of blended approach where it's um, where you can allow people access outside your organization and to, to whatever you allow them access to. And again, it kind of it's not public by any means, but it's definitely bigger than just a private organization and, and one company controlling it. It's multiple people control it. And there's nobody that has 50% controllability. So um, that's always something for you know a company like a supply chain that's dealing with a lot of people is to, to really take a look at that option as well. Um, that, that might make the most sense for them. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I, you're right. I think that would be a good for consortium because if I have a lot of supplies, right? Let's say I'm buying a generic uh, commodity, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, when I was at healthcare, uh, one of my healthcare shops, we the way we used to buy a lot of our purchases through uh, a GPO, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. a, a, a GPO, would, we would go through them and they would make sure we have the right price or we have an agreement with them. Right. What if I, whenever I need a certain, let's say a certain medicine, right? And I put it out in the market saying, I need this. Right now, it's in a public blockchain. Hey, Chuck's Hospital needs this many drugs of, you know, right? Anybody can bid on it. No, right? makes sense. Makes Rather sense. than having a predefined contract with a GPO, because we I did a lot of analysis on there where we were actually spending more than what is in the market because of right. the contract we wrote. Right. Right, and that. Forgive me. I'm just thinking through this as I'm like oh, right. talking that's, to you. That's what we're here for, right? That's what we're here for. Yeah. So th that supply chain, I think, would be a very good use case. 
because right now this the use cases that are out there are only to track uh, lineage of like you know product where it has been how it has been you know and also to make payments between the different participants of the supply chain i think uh yeah no i think all this is um it's only limited by the mind's imagination of what it can do right of what you're what you can allow it to do so i really think it's uh that's why you know as a as a non-technical person um that just sees all the cool things that can be done um in a more trusted fashion like you said you know hey maybe somebody has a backyard deal or a back backroom deal with somebody for you know drug prices or you know kickbacks here kickbacks I'm not saying that that won't happen but it's uh you know hey it's more fair it's more equitable um you know hey blockchain and and web 30 it's really uh it's really back to the people that's that's what this is all about back to the companies back to n- not one person overseeing everything it's hey people oversee it and data is for data is used for people to use. And so I see a lot of, you know, hey, a lot of this, whether it's private or public, it's kind of up to your company and what you want to do and, and the goals of your company. You know, I I I have to look into look this up because I haven't done this research yet. Are there any blockchain marketplaces? You know? Um not sure. Explain explain a little bit. What are you looking for? What I'm looking for is when I want to buy something. Okay? Right? I want to be able to go and say I want this. And then right now they have e-commerce sites that I can go look up and buy if I want to buy something and then I can do some uh purchasing right there is an e-commerce in web2 there is a marketplace where I can go right. and I say I want to buy this I want to buy a toaster and then I can go look up I can do price comparisons and I can buy one right what I'm really looking for is I don't want to go look for I want people to bid on that. So you so want I want to, a 1000 toasters. You want to and, put out a a service or a product and have people bid on that. Yeah, like I want a 1000 toasters, right? And then I'm looking for a best price. And there might be a place on a a, a like you said a blockchain marketplace. Yeah, so they would they would bid on it. that way uh, not the the idea the reason i'm liking blockchain is i can see where they i can track that product right where it was sourced where they buy what is their history all of right. that right right now i'm just looking at customer reviews to look for a vendor mm-hmm. right i want to see where it is sourced i don't know unless i'm getting feedback from previous purchasers right. but what if somebody hasn't is a new company trying to sell some toasters i i'm their first customer but then i won't buy them right unless their deal is good i won't even go to them right i don't know good question i have i have no idea right uh, so that that is something i i definitely looked that up yeah so so also when i'm still st- trying to help uh a clear uh way to distinguish between uh, when to use a public network and a, a private network right what about integration with legacy systems i don't know chuck that is your expertise 
because I, I, I feel like I, I feel like if we have to integrate with the legacy backend, right, right in a use case, right, you have no choice but to choose a private network, right? It's I, I don't see a pathway to integrate a public blockchain with uh, a legacy system. Right. I, I don't know. There may be apps or interfaces which allow uh, my enterprise ERP to integrate with the public blockchain. Yeah, I have I have no idea, Chuck. Not right? sure. Yep. But if I have an app that needs to be tightly integrated with my legacy app. It, it makes sense to have uh, a private network. Right. And that's a good way to choose why we when you would want a public network versus one you want to you know yeah exactly i mean i think that's again it kind of goes into uh goes into that uh what what makes sense for the the company right what are they, what are they looking to do how's how's the best how's the best solution what's the best solution for them and that's walking through all these all, all the steps and the decision making all right and it's in the decision tree and the decision making process yep uh, what else uh, is there I want to talk about? I want to talk about uh, another reason to choose a private network would be when you have a lot of custom requirements. You know, if your app or a use case has very business specific requirements, right? Yep, exactly. I don't think there's a point of using a public blockchain for that. Uh, and uh, particularly if you need more control of your data, right? And if it's a secure data or proprietary data, uh, you definitely want a private blockchain. Yeah, I think so. If what I've again the uh, the limited amount of my knowledge here, um, I mean, it may right. It makes sense um, uh, to do a private if if you need high control over. You know who sees data, right? And who who's responsible for data? Yeah, but but you're you're right. And then now, the other thing I'm thinking is like the cost of developing an app, right? If I want to develop an app and I want to get into as a business uh, executive and I want to decide I want to show something of value really fast, maybe public blockchain is the way to go because the infrastructure is already there. All you have to do is develop a DAP, right? And then you can actually showcase a use case very quickly. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Right. And then the, another reason to, I'm trying to find some good reasons to use a blockchain, a public blockchain. Or oh, the another, you know, what do you, what do you, what is your take on uh, the costs of a trans gas costs and the costs of transactions on a public blockchain? Well, obviously, energy is is out of this world. Energy use is out of this world on on a on a public um, on a public blockchain. But um, that, that's another area. If if people are conscious about their environment, and that's you know a, bi a big thing for that company, uh, definitely a private blockchain should be 
should be considered um, over a public blockchain because it does it, it it's considerably more energy that's used. No, Brian, that is definitely true of uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, the older networks. But uh, the some of the newer networks, like uh, uh, public networks, like uh, uh, I think, uh, which one is the name? Uh, uh, let me see. The one that uh, Solana, I think, or uh, Avalanche, right? Some of these newer platforms, they are becoming more energy efficient with their uh, proof of, uh, you know, uh, consensus mechanisms. They're becoming much more energy efficient. Yeah, right? I know they're getting more energy efficient, but it still uses a, a lot more um a lot more energy than than your private blockchains. It's just the way it goes. I mean, it's just you have less. I mean, less users, less nodes. I mean, that's just. It, Is this a sheer volume of nodes you're saying? It's yeah. It's just simple math, really. You know, there, there's I'm also. Not, I don't know. I'm, I might be completely wrong, but that's what I've. You know, that's what my. Um, that's what my. Uh, you know, not not really research, but it, it, that's what I've seen, right? That's what I've seen. And, and I don't go by what's in the news and all that, all that stuff. It's a, uh, Hey, it's a, uh, what's kind of going on. And, and when you have so many nodes, it just makes sense that it uses a ton more energy, right? Yes. So you're right about the transaction cost being high on a public blockchain, but the sheer operating costs of a blockchain network itself, right? can be a lot more than deploying an app on a public blockchain. Hmm. Right? Right. Right. Because I don't have, I just have one node and I don't have to worry about all the other nodes. Right. For sure. Or I may not even have a node. I just deploy it on a public blockchain. Right. And so my startup cost would be minimal. Right. So, but then my, I'm moving my costs to transaction rather than infrastructure. Right. Right. So maybe it makes a lot more sense if to have a private, there should be some kind of a, a break even calculation. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Something to make, yeah. Something to make sense. I, I'm sure there might be something out there like that or. Um, right. You have to have at least this many, this many transactions before you can have a private blockchain. To I don't even know if it's about how many trans. I think I, it's really about uh, you know what what people are going to do with their uh, or how much control they want over their their system because it is great, right? Nobody now anybody can go in and change you know, as long as you have permission. Anybody can go in and change data any way they see fit, right? And it's changed. Yeah, it's you didn't know they're changed unless you have controls in place that show that data has been changed and when it was changed, and even there's there's ways about that great thing about blockchain it cannot be changed yes so so i and i think we should uh anyway this is what i've uh, while we were talking this is what i wrote down uh you know as a key takeaway for today yes yeah. because hey i think the question really is do we need a public network or a private network for any app we develop you know i think right. We, we, we kind of agreeing that it really depends on the use case, right. what is most, right? And 
we can choose a public network, right? If we need to get up running up soon, uh, push up most of our costs of infrastructure, reduce our cost of infrastructure, not having to build it, just deploy it on a public network and app and test out the use case, if the use case is amenable to that, right? right. And then the cost of the transactions should not be so high that it prevents adoption. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. Then, 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 uh, and also if the user base is mostly outside the organization, I think it's an easy choice to go with a public network. Right? I would say you agree. Yeah, and then we, we, we're thinking we should use a private network uh, if we need more control over data. We need to limit access to certain partners or suppliers because it's more restrictive, right? And right. we, can, we have the ability to manage the infrastructure through our internal IT or through some partner to manage infrastructure for us, right? And then yeah. there are also, the requirements are so that they really can't use a public network and it makes more sense to use a private network. Then we have to go with a private network, right? And then we also, if there is a requirement to integrate with the legacy systems, right? Maybe private networks should be the way to go. And if uh, there is enhanced security requirements, uh, basically you, you want to control tighter control of access to your system or the network, then you should need a private network. Those are my takeaways. What do you think? Yeah, those are, I mean, that's, that's exactly, I mean, it's, I think you hit it, hit all points, Chuck. It was, uh, it's, it's really a, you know, a step-by-step -step process that, you know, frankly, I, I think we could probably do a better job um, of, uh, you know, hey, ma helping make those decisions and, and, uh, and coming up with, you know, hey, maybe some cost, you know, cost benefits and some, uh, you know, is there a calculator out there that, that makes sense to use of, hey, should I use public or private or things of that sort? And I, I kind of like that idea. You, you brought that up. I, I kind of like that idea. And, and energy, is that really a, a huge, is that really a, as huge an impact as, you know, maybe I think it is as a novice, right? Um, so I think there's a lot of, uh, I think we set up a lot of things and I think there's a lot of, you know, Hey, still a lot to learn here in this area. And then maybe in one of the future broadcasts, we should talk about, Hey, for these types of use cases, public is better for these types of use cases, private is better. You know, right. maybe, maybe having a cheat sheet of that sort would help us. Help or at least also. a starting point. It's really helping people, you know, hey, a starting point, right? So I think it's more of like, yeah, it's not really like, hey, if this, if A, B, and, you know, equals C, it's not, hey, this isn't a kind of a fit, fit. It's really a, okay, hey, here's some use cases. Does it make sense, right? And which way would you like to go? Because, you know, there's a lot of interest in blockchain, but I don't know what is, most yeah, of like the, you mentioned earlier, Chuck, people not sure of what, where to go. Like, like me, I'm not 100% sure of exactly, hey, you hear why and how, why and how, just as we're sitting here chatting, although we've, hey, kind of chatted about this before, you know, hey, we're 35 minutes in and I'm still like, oh, wait, I have like another 20 questions. I'm like, all right, well, hey, <laughs> you got to answer this and this and this. And hey, that sparks an idea. And, and I think that's, you know, hey, what we're here for is to spark ideas and to get feedback and to, and bring some uh, bring ideas to the table, and uh, bring solutions to the table, or bring uh, bring talking to the table. 
you know, hey, Brian, if you if it's okay, I'm going to invite uh, Shiva to say if he has any comments. Well, of course. Hey, hey all uh, more the merrier. Hey, Shiva, can you hear us? You, you just have to, yeah, unmute yourself. Hello, can you? Hey, 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 happy, new year. Yep. <laughs> happy, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Yeah, it's good to know about uh, private public. Really, uh, ourselves when you two guys are talking, just imagining like a lot of uh, things, uh, especially nowadays, uh, IoT networks, IoT devices are coming up. So they're all putting on a private network. And uh, if you have a, a traditional way, so blockchain uses in all these IoT devices and money transfers. So those things, yeah, just uh, understanding those things and also like in private public, how this uh, will help and all. Yeah, it's a good area to explore. I'm also beginning new uh, new to this understanding this private public. But you, nowadays, uh, all the companies are talking of no new uh, internet of things and money transfer internal to the specific countries and uh, all the specific groups. They, they are creating a private and public uh, networks blockchain networks for the money transfer and all within the company outside the organization like that so it's uh, maybe we have to explore more on this area okay no it makes sense no, i've heard the same thing as you uh shiva heard exactly the same thing yeah that that's an interesting thought because you know a lot of these uh central banks are coming up with uh, digital currencies mm -hmm. right uh, digital wallets yeah. right now I don't know the regulations around it, but if a central CFO can move money across these different countries, right now he can do that, right? He has to set no. up different organizations in different places, I guess. Yeah. Also, see countries like see some example uh, the oil transaction between the big uh, countries like India and Russia, where a lot of restrictions are there. They set up the private network between the money transfer, and they can do this one. Hmm. The, the organizations, yeah. But do, are they using blockchain for it? I don't think so, right? No, right now they're not. Uh, right now they're not using. So later they can think of all, all these things. Hmm. Awesome. Hey, Brian, now we are past our 30-minute mark. What do you think? Do you think uh, you have any more questions? I don't have any more. Oh, well, yeah, I have a lot more questions, but not, uh, not for now. <laughs> <laughs> we just brought up another uh, bunch of questions that I wrote down. So, yeah, there's a lot more stuff. So that's why I love this. There's always, hey, we start with a, start with a premise, um, start with an idea, have some conversations, and I end up with 30 more questions. So hey, <laughs> before we wrap up, let me uh, show you, uh, bring up uh, our next topic. Our next week's topic uh is uh oh this kind of goes into uh what we are talking today blockchain adoption right how are people adopting why are they not adapting who is adopting blockchain and how they're using blockchain right so that 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 will help some of our uh decision makers right hey so that see if they can 
you know, maybe we should go through those, how they're adopting and what type of blockchain networks that they're using. How many of them are public, how many of them are private and so on. Yeah, I think it ties back into that. I was going to say exactly the same thing, like it, how it ties back here. Exactly. Like wait, what the uh, thought process is. Yes, 100%. Awesome. Yep. Thank you. Uh, bye, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. Hey, have a good one.